passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for the Bubba Army Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package absolutely changed the grooming game along with their refined body wash to round out your hygiene routine. Join the nearly 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for their shower time routine by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code Bubba. Have you smelled Manscaped's refined body wash, fellas? The ladies love their signature scent. You and your boys will be so fresh and so clean when you start off your self-care routine with the ultimate body wash. Keep the grooming game going with the Performance Package 4.0, and inside this package you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. Weed Whacker and Nose Trimmer, Crop Preserver and Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all the goodies. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up the top of your nose and ears. Nothing's worse than that nose hair. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with code Bubba at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code Bubba at Manscaped.com. Keep your balls trimmed, fresh and clean with Manscaped. Check, check. Oh, damn. That's loud. Hello? Blitz? My spouse? Pause? Oh. Oh, hi. Okay. Get, there's a lot of moving parts here. <clears throat> You're on. So do you hear me now? I do, yes. Okay. Too, too, too much. Really? Because I don't even hear myself. Let me get us. We are on the on. We're on the tubes. Mm-hmm. Let me get out of here. Bubba the has tubes in the books. Got sixty four tabs open, and I I always freak out because if I close one by accident, I feel like he'll know. Be like, wait a yeah, second, probably. there were sixty two. Now there's only sixty one. This dumb whore. That's fair enough. Oh no, this is not the show. This is, these are not the words. Let's see. We are live. Okay. Cool. I believe you. Okay, we are. Um. Today, I don't really pay homage to many people in my life because there's not a lot of people in my life that truly, truly matter to me. Mm-hmm. One of them I would say that had a significant impact on me as a person, I would say, and my family and my memories as a child, adolescent, young person. And I mean, I'm still young. So, you know, as a young person, period, um, is my is my grandma. My okay. Bubby. Okay. Her name was Lillian Swerdlow, and today is her birthday. And if she were alive, she would be 100 today. Holy hell. Yeah, she died. It was like right before my sister's birthday. I believe it was, I want to say June 26, 2016, something like that. So she, it'll be six years since she's passed. Okay. <clears throat> And in commemoration for her birthday, my sister came up with a great idea, partially because she knew I couldn't um, participate. 
but a great idea to get the, to get the family together on Bubby's 100th birthday. Because when Bubby was alive, everybody would come out at least once a year to see her, see the family. And they would all come to San Diego because Bubby, Bubby lived in San Diego. She lived about, um, growing up, she lived about 15 minutes away from my parents' house. Okay. So we lived in a place called Vista. She lived in a in a city called Oceanside. Maybe some of you are familiar. A lot of people have heard of Oceanside. That's where uh, Junior Seau killed himself. Oh, nice. So, you know, sometimes people, uh, Carlsbad, Oceanside. Um, my dad recently took me right to the, basically the apartment where, um, uh, did he shoot himself in the head or in the chest? No, he shot himself in the chest to preserve his brain. Yeah, so they could Dissect it, it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's where Bubby lived. And Bubby was originally from, I believe she was born in New Haven, Connecticut. She served as a nurse in World War II. <clears throat> and um, I think my cousin was the one that did this. But she would always tell us these stories of, you know, being a nurse and the people that she worked with. And <clears throat> that's when she met my grandfather, who was in the Air Force. And this is, you know, the the great. Is it the greatest generation or the great gen? It's the greatest generation, I, I think, is so, what. Yeah. Imagine, like, I'm a millennial. You're a millennial Xer. You're right on the cusp. Yes. Imagine being called the greatest generation. You're like, guess what? We are the best ever. Now, I feel like there's not many of this generation left. Most of them are uh, dead, but there's there's a few kicking. But Bubby's stories of, like, when she was 21, I mean, mine was which bar do I want to black out at? Right, Hers she was, was choosing which dinosaur to ride around. Yeah, I was thinking more um, about war oh, and that, stuff. That's what, I, that's what I meant. That's you know, I, should I be a uh, nurse? Should I go to college or should I enlist? Because, you know, as a woman, you didn't have to go to war, but she felt a, a need and desire and urge to be part of the war effort. And she would tell us these stories. And I feel like I appreciated them more as I got older. But, you know, it was like the same story here, you know, there. She would just kind of repeat and you just kind of go, okay, again, I'm going to hear it. But thankfully, I think my cousin undertook this project where he he recorded everything. Okay. And put it, like, on a disc. And she ended up dying, like, seven months later. So, like, that was fucking perfect. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to my cousin Andrew. But the whole family is getting together this weekend in San Diego to commemorate just her memory and mostly just to get together because Bubby was a big fan of family time. She loved having grandchildren. She loved, you know, the family just being around. She was the matriarch. My grandfather died uh, like 20 years before she did. So she was around and kicking for quite a, a while, just her, you know. So she would always want people to come and visit her. She was a very social woman and very much the way that I want to go. <clears throat> Fully functioning yeah. in terms of uh, cognitively. She read a shit ton. She was always reading books about history. She loved history. And she was going to college. There was like a community college and she'd go to lectures weekly. And she would was very involved in the Jewish veterans community and anything Jewish and the Jewish this and the Jewish that. And I, I really think that that was a huge part of her longevity to live to 94 mm-hmm. was the fact that she kept a very social life. She always had shit to look forward to, which I think is a key ingredient. She never oh, just yeah. like gave up. Um, she always had something in the near future, very near future to look forward to in terms of a luncheon or seeing a friend or family member or baby being born or a wedding, like whatever the case may be. So she she was uh, she was kicking she was cognitively pretty much 
I don't want to say 100%. You know, when you get old, you get a little bit. Uh, yeah. But her hearing wasn't great. But if she could hear you, she um, she was able to respond accordingly. It wasn't like she was in a, she never lived in a nursing home or anything like that. <clears throat> and she was, um, she was an amazing person. She put up like a, she started a clinic where my mom was born. I think it's called in La Puente, California. It's like a, a, a shittier part of LA, I want to say. Up and coming, if you will, sure. you know, sort of a we deal. Know those areas. Yeah, a, a low income area for there was a lot of Hispanic people there, and she set up like a free health clinic for that. She was a diehard Democrat. Now we go into how I'm a huge disappointment. So uh, she was a diehard Democrat, loved Hillary Clinton. Now I don't think Bubby knew a lot about the uh, the other side of the Clintons. She knew the. Um, the the what the she mainstream knew the media player she didn't know the Epstein our city guy. hall she didn't know she didn't know about that she didn't know about the rape allegations yeah. or maybe she was like maybe just an allegation who knows she didn't know about the Lolita Express I don't think she even knew who Jeffrey Epstein was so maybe she would have changed her tune a little bit yeah. maybe not who knows that's not important she was a fan of Epstein I, I did get into a little bit of a tiff with um it was either my mother or my aunt or something like that when. When Bubby died and I went out to California and I was out there for like nine days because I arrived and she hadn't died yet. And then everybody's coming in. And um, I remember this was like a really, I don't know, weird thing. They knew she was dying, obviously. Mm-hmm. She had like less than 24 hours to live. But she she had a stroke. She had a stroke in her sleep, which was really the way to go. You kind of, I guess, kind of become somewhat brain dead. The rabbi comes in because we, you know, it's like the last rites. Is that, sure. is that what the Catholics, I don't know. Um, so we call in the rabbi and uh, she, rabbi was she, mm-hmm. came in and she wanted everybody to like pray around Bubby. And so we were singing, uh, I don't think we were singing the death prayer, but we were singing something. And Bubby was like, I don't want to say convulsing. Okay. But like there was movement and it looked like it, it, she wasn't smiling. And so the rabbi was like, don't worry, but she can just feel you. She can, mm-hmm. she can't communicate, but she's trying to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, had we not been in the setting that we were in, I wanted to say, how the fuck do you know? Right. Dr. Rabbi. Lady. Lady. So I didn't say anything, but I'm like, this bitch don't know shit. I'm like, I remember saying, I don't think she likes this. I think it's a lot of noise. She seems to be not, and I'm not going to do a demo or anything like that, but it just seemed like she was not in a, not in a good place. Okay. But the, the doctor was, or the, um, excuse me, the rabbi. Oh, there we go. Who is a, a professor of science was telling us that it was okay and this happens a lot. I'm like, oh, so you torture people in the regular. Great. In their right. final moments. Yeah, just because it happens a lot doesn't mean it's a good thing. Correct. And because Bubby can't communicate properly, yeah, she just speaks. And she's like, she can hear you, so, you know, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. All right. And maybe she can, but I'm like, how the fuck do you know? And who is reported back? Exactly. You know, who's, like, been on the verge of dead? I mean, and she was, like, pretty fucking brain dead I feel like by the time I saw her like she could you know breathe on her own but and kind of maybe like a little uh, but that's pretty much like the most of it mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then um, the next morning she passed and that was a weird uh, interesting moment of because it's such a 
I was in the room and like she went from Bubby to dead body. Mm-hmm. And that's a weird transition because someone there's a dying person. Mm-hmm. Then there's like the moment they die, which I did miss. Unfortunately, I got there maybe 10, 15 minutes late. Okay. Um, she dies. And now you're not in the room with Bubby anymore. Now you're in the room with a, kid, a dead yes. body. Yes. So then it takes on a different sort of feel. It, now it gets clinical because now you're like, what mm-hmm. do we do with this body? Mm-hmm. And my cousin is a nurse and she was there. And I remember being and rigor mortis. And also because she was old, I feel like, you know, she was already kind of stiff because she's sure. old. Um, and then, like, rigor mortis set in real quick, which I don't think it typically does. Yeah, so it usually does not. Right. But I felt like with her it did. But what do I know? Mm-hmm. Um, and she started to turn a, a yellow color. That's common. Yeah. And, and I asked my cousin, I'm like, what, does she have jaundice? What's going on? And uh, obviously not. But she said, well, if you were to turn her over, she'd be blue. She would be. Because the heart stops beating, Correct. so it blood, blood pools, pools at the bottom, Correct. right? So I'm, 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 I'm getting, a, you know, learning. Yeah. And my cousin is a nurse, so, I mean, obviously this is a bit different because it's her grandmother, but she deals with dead people. Yeah. She, she gets it. And she's, um, much like Dan was kind of teasing Steve about the whole guy he pretty much killed. Right. <laughs> he tried to save, please. But, um... Kind of made light of the of death. Mm-hmm. My cousin is somewhat desensitized to it because it's just a part of her job is sure. to deal with stuff that happens like that. So um, then it becomes very clinical. Then you got to deal with all like, okay, well, what do you want the where do you want the body to be sent? Do you want it to go to the morgue? Are you sending it to the crematorium? Or here's her, and then you just see a bunch of guys who are just you know um, work there. Like they don't care about Bubby in the ninety four years she spent on this planet. And they go and they like rip all her rings off and mm-hmm. they give it to the family. Mm-hmm. And what do you want with these? And then you just have to start putting plans in motion about whatever. But what was really fortunate about Bubby's situation is she knew she was going to die, obviously, because she was 94. And about three months before she passed, she wrote out her all of her funeral plans, like oh. to a T, who she wanted to talk, who she wanted to attend. Okay. Like she wanted some sort of military, I should probably know, like it was the flag folding thing. Okay, she yeah. was a, a member That's of the military. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> She said, you know, where she wanted, she said what she wanted to happen to her body. Like everything was all set out. And my mom, she gave it to my mom and my mom was like, I don't want to see, I don't want to, you know. Of course. It's uncomfortable and you're my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then three months later she died. And she's like, where are those papers? Yeah, like, yeah. All of a sudden they become very important. She had all of her, very organized. And I mean, that is how you want to go out. Yeah, that's, that's very responsible. Makes it very easy for the family. All of these are all the accounts, the numbers and the passwords what have you mm-hmm. and so that was um that was very easy and it was great because she had everybody that she wanted to speak there and you know there wasn't any second guessing it was a great turnout everything was amazing <clears throat> so i i wish i could be with my family right now but there are a few things impeding me from going you know obviously i've i've been to california twice in the last 6 months mm-hmm. and i can't just like go on a whim um, but even more so than that, and doubly, is that I can't, I'm not vaccinated. What? <clears throat> and it's funny that we're even like having this conversation because at this point, remember a few months ago where I'm like, moms wants me to get, yeah. mom don't give a fuck right now. Right. She's over it. Everybody's over it. Even my sister, she, here's the thing about people who like really double, triple down on this whole thing is that they can't, it's more of a principle thing. Like they mm-hmm. don't really care. They're not afraid anymore. Right. 
But because they made such a big deal about it mm-hmm. for two years, mm-hmm. they can't just go, ah, I don't give a fuck. Right. So they go, I, it's on, unco- take a negative, to- I don't care. But if, if, if I got my sister fucking dr- like a drunk on one shot, she'd be like, who fucking cares? Right. Well, we went to Publix yesterday and I went up to the, the service desk and then and I noticed within the past few days, they've taken all their plexiglass down. <clears throat> and so I said, oh, COVID's over. And the, guy, and the guy said something like, yeah, it's cured. It's over. We don't like COVID is no, yeah. no more longer a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, that might be a different situation in California. I'm, no, I don't really no. know what the, the temperature is. And even when I was there, it was, it was pretty chill. Like in San Diego, it was pretty chill mm-hmm. at least. Um. But yeah, unfortunately, I can't go. But I found out recently, like a few days ago, uh, one of my cousins, the one one of the, the cousins who was very afraid, okay, lived in New York City, didn't leave his house for two years. Okay, this that one. was partially because of his girlfriend, whom he broke up with. How long ago? I want to say within the last six, three months. Okay, that he breaks up with the so girl recently. Yes, and then as God would have it. He gets COVID right after he breaks up with her. Oh. Yeah. And he moves in with his parents who are also freaked about COVID. Mm. So that whole. Now, this is the one that you talked about before <clears throat> that's so freaked that like he didn't not just leave his house, but like he literally didn't leave his house. He literally was doing circles in his backyard for exercise. His little tiny backyard. Yeah. And again, he lived in Manhattan, so it's not like he's got acres of land. He doesn't live in Ocala, folks. He lives in a he cement had, like, jungle. All his food and everything shipped in. Like he didn't go anywhere. And I kept trying to be like, no, but you mean like no, right. but you went on a walk. Because especially around here, people are like, oh, well, I stayed home. Yeah, but like you went out for a walk every day. You went to the grocery went store. To the park. Still. Yeah. yeah. You you went to a coffee shop and sat outside. I'm like, no, but you you went out, you went on walks. And he's like in my living room. And I'm like, no, but you went to the grocery store. And he's like, Instacart. And I was yeah. like, no, but you, is it? And he was like, no, I, we literally did not leave our home for at least a year. And I went, oh my God. Yeah. Now, a lot of that was because of his girlfriend who was a psycho. Mm-hmm. Now, if you think I'm crazy and neurotic, not I mean, I am, but now I'm realizing that it really couldn't have been any other way given my genealogy. Given my my Jewish <laughs> <laughs> nature. Now, I don't go to synagogue anymore, but that doesn't erase your bloodline. You're still neurotic. You're still crazy. You know, mm. I think I'm OCD. I got OCDs on like on both sides of my family. And, and then like, you know, segment E even more. Each grandparent had issues. Sure. So I was fucked from the beginning, from the get. But apparently this cousin had this girlfriend. Dad's a rabbi. So like real Jewy. Mm. Uh, she was super freaked out. And apparently that anxiety then bled over to just generali- generalized anxiety and then started freaking out about the relationship. Like, you're not going to leave me, right? Oh, you're no. not going to leave me, right? And he's like, oh, Christ. So yeah. we left her. <laughs> that makes, nothing makes you want to leave more than someone doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's And that's something that, like, I realize that I have to, um, and everybody does, and you have to keep, I don't want to say keep tabs on, but just be aware of that nobody finds insecurity and I mean crippling insecurity to be right. attractive. Now, if you have an insecure moment, it can be a bonding experience. I would say that's actually not that's actually a good thing, if anything. Yeah, because you can you appear vulnerable yes. and you're opening up and you're dropping walls and you're getting closer and you're connecting. Mm-hmm. But that's like acute insecurity. You say it once, you handle it, you're good. But when it's every day, I'm afraid. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Hold me, please, God. I'm so. You don't need to remind the person ten times during the day that you're feeling insecure. 
you know, then it becomes now you're being, you know, you're emotionally dumping, you know, it can be something beautiful and vulnerable and then you can turn it into something, you know, chronic and Mm. demonic where it's not fun anymore. And then you become a nag and shut the fuck up and nobody cares. So sometimes I do have to remind myself, not just with you, it's happened in past situations as well. And that nobody finds insecurity in someone who's not confident to be attractive. Like, that's not an attractive quality in anybody. So even right. if I am feeling insecure about something, I'm like, handle it. Be the bad bitch that you want to be so bad. Cry cry <laughs> alone in your car on the way home. Be strong. So I just try to keep that in mind. Anyways, he breaks up with her. He gets COVID. Moves in with mom and dad briefly. And then, uh, obviously, the whole family's been exposed. So because they are, you know, obviously... Um, responsible members of society and that they've had an exposure and or have COVID, they will not be attending the reunion, which made me feel a little bit better because now I'm not the only one that's missing out on this. Um, I do feel bad because I have some old family members that um, I'll never see again. They will die before I see them. Some of them, most of them are in their 80s and 90s and I'll never see them again. And that makes me like a little sad that I'm like, oh, they're going to die and I'm going to just hear about it and then I'm going to go to their funeral via zoom but i'm also not right because you'd be headed to the beach as well i have to go to siesta key we all know that's well some of us know that story where Mm -hmm. i forgot i listen i wanted to i need to get some claws and go to the beach with my friends and then my sister reminded me hey uh we got muriel's memoriam no sorry marianne's memoriam memorial coming up at noon and i went oh fuck that's, I, I did not plan for that. So then I, I grieved on the go, as I said. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> I have access to the internet on my phone, and I just kind of tuned in there. And then I would disappear for 45 minutes, and there'd be, I'd hear people crying. And then I would reappear, and, and my sister was like, oh, now you have makeup on. Now you have a mango claw. The last one you had, you had <laughs> black cherry before. Now you've got mango. Because my, my sister was the only one that was really keeping tabs on me, because sure. I, would, I would go black dark you know for uh not blackface but just you know you you cut the camera Mm -hmm. and then i would reappear and then all of a sudden i was like had a seatbelt on and she's like what the fuck is going on and i'm like i'm on my way to sarasota i got shit to do man i gotta meet Gigi at the beach and have some drinks you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so um that's probably what's going to happen with several of the other family members and apparently there were a few inquiries as to um whether i would be in attendance or not and I got the, the the down low. I got the 411 on the information about who was freaked out about my possible attendance. Okay. And I wanted to hear how they brought it up and their tone. I was interested in the tone. Mm-hmm. You know, was it a, uh, like, ew? Like a disgusting, like, is that girl coming? Or was it more compassionate, like... Hey, Ellen, that's my mom saying, hey, Ellen, you know, I know Anna's not vaccinated, but is she coming? Like, I just don't know how I feel. I wanted to know the tone, how it was brought up. Yeah. And then when your mom said no and they went, oh, thank God. There was definitely a sense of relief when I pulled out. Right. De- and and I knew Me that. Too. Yeah. Yeah. When you pulled out, there was definitely a lot of relief uh, relief on everyone's end. Um, <laughs> I feel like Chris Rogan just got smacked in the face. I'm like, how do I recover? Uh, but yeah, so there were some people that inquired as to whether I would be going, and then they were relieved that I wasn't going, which made me relieved that they were relieved, mm-hmm. you know, because I also couldn't go because of work. Right. You know, I, I know when to, um, you know, 
ask for certain things around here. And if you just keep asking and asking, and I and nobody here really takes sick days off and no. extended vacations. And so I don't want to do that. Now, it's a little bit different in my situation because my whole family's on the West Coast. Okay. So unless they come to visit me, I just don't see them. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't just drive to my mom's house or... You know, go see my dad on the weekend. So, you know, I I have to ask for these things. And it's not like I'm going to go to California for a day. If I'm going, I'm going to go for at least three to four Mm -hmm. at the very least, if not more. So I have to ask about these things sparingly. And fair enough. I'm not complaining about it. I totally understand. So this was kind of brought up. I don't want to say last minute, but like probably in February, they were like throwing around the idea. So I'm like, I can't just up and leave for a family reunion, basically. <clears throat> yeah, family reunion. And also I'm, you know, I'm taking off, you know, we have a lot of four day weekends in general. And mm-hmm. then I don't want to just start asking for time off. And I got weddings this week. It, this month is absolutely crazy. Like yeah. April's going to be the craziest month of the year, I think, for me, just because Good. everybody decided to be born or get married in April. Mm-hmm. It, it is crazy. Like I got like a like. You, Reagan, uh, you know, Johnny B, um, uh, Bubba, my friend Aaron, like all, like mm-hmm. some of the most important people in my life all condensed into like four weeks. And so it's just like birthday, 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 birthday. And then, you know, I have some weddings, I have some bridal showers. So I'm, I'm going to be spending a lot of money and then I got my own birthday. So, you know, I'm trying, we're trying to do something for that. Um, so yeah, but a lot of good stuff, but I want to say, you know, Bubby, I don't believe you can hear me or anything like that, but I do want to honor your memory and the amazing person and, and woman that you were a very progressive woman but like a classic democrat right you know she like she believed in genders like she really fucking loved women and wanted to good do things for women so i think she would be supportive but confused with all of the mm-hmm. genderlessness and trans this and that but very progressive woman and and i remember when my cousin was going through issues because his partner um that a woman he was dating was a lesbian and I was trying to convince everyone, even though she's claimed to be bisexual. I said, no, she's lesbian. She's trying to get out of this. You know, my, my cousin talked to my 90 year old grandmother about this and gave him some decent advice. It wasn't like, Oh my word, like right. clutch my pearl. She was like, yeah, this is a problem. And you know, it was just very understanding about it. Not something you would really expect from someone born in 1922. Mm-hmm. So interesting stuff, Bubby, I love you. And, um, happy, Happy 100th birthday in in the heaven that doesn't exist. Um, 81390Bubba, if you'd like to call in. Uh, We do have an exciting update, actually. To what? Uh, So I don't know if if how many of you, I'm sure many of you, were listening to the after show yesterday. Excuse me. Um... When I was discussing the the brunch caper. And it was briefly talked about today on the, the very end of the show. Yes, briefly. So tomorrow, I'm not going to say where, we did say St. Pete, that's fine, but um, tomorrow in the late morning, we will have a brunch for Reagan, my roommate's birthday. Mm-hmm. She'll be 31 next week. So I wanted to put together a little brunch because, you know, there's nothing more that most women love more than than a good brunch with the ladies. You know, I was thinking about doing a co-ed thing and I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. Yeah. I deal with men all the time. We just, we want some lady girl time. Yeah, you, you need that. Yeah, and, it's, and I understand that there's just some things, and I know it's the same with men as well, but ladies act a little bit different when they're with just the ladies. There's some things, you know, guys think like, oh, I can't say this in front of my chick. There's some shit we don't want to say in front of you, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, some things we want to just be like some sister girl time, disclose some stuff, talk about Things that interest us without worrying if we're boring you or, you right. know, you where just... can I watch the game? Shut sitting, up. Sitting there queefing all day. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> we're queefing you... and painting our nails. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're doing. And we don't want you around. So, and it's just, you know, it's fun. Just the girls have some drinks. You can, you can just, you can sound like Minnie Mouse as much as you want. No one's going to tell you to shut the fuck up. Right. OFF's in the chat right now, too. <gasps> Hi, OFF. Also, a TC donated $20 Canadian a little bit ago. Thank Ooh, you, TC. Thank you. Uh, Appreciate you. So, yesterday, I was telling Bubba that, you know, I was trying to make a reservation. And um, they don't accept reservations during lunch. Or, no, sorry, you've tried. Make, you've tried a few <clears throat> times to make reservations throughout the throughout the past yes. few weeks. Because when people tell me no, well, I don't like that very much. Yeah, you want to get what you want. Yeah, mm-hmm. I always get what I want for the mm-hmm. most part. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> yeah, we know. So uh, <laughs> I I called about two weeks ago and asked to make a reservation. Then I was informed that you can't make reservations during brunch hours. So I said, okay, fine. And I call back about a week and a half later like two days ago and just played dumb and uh, said, I'd like to make a reservation. They go, oh yeah, no problem. What day? Saturday. Okay, what time? 11 a.m. Oh, we don't. God damn it. I thought I was going to trip you up. And they said, we don't. And I'm asking them about all the technicalities because I don't like surprises. And especially we got some people, we got some important clients driving in from all over the place. Yeah. I don't want my clients waiting. <laughs> That's what you guys are, my clients. Waiting, um, you know, because the last thing I want is for us to get there and then there's an hour wait to sit down. Sure. And a lot of these people, all of these people, except me and Reagan, have children, have mm-hmm. husbands. Mm-hmm. They have shit to do. So I don't want an hour of it wasted well, on just sitting around. clients like OFF come all the way from Ocala. Yes. And, and, and Wizzy coming from Heather South Wiz. Florida. Yeah. Right. My clients. Yeah. So after the show was over and the after show was over yesterday, Bubba had a little chit chat with me. And it was, like I said, very sensei grasshopper teaching yeah. me his ways. And I really appreciate those conversations. Absolutely, They're very enlightening. And, and sometimes there's things that I kind of already know, but need a reminder. Mm-hmm. So to be very honest, I've used the press. I'm on the radio thing to get usually like press passes or like if I want to go to like a you know, beer and bourbon festival, which I drink neither, but you get the point. Like sure. local shit that's like 25, 30, maybe 50 bucks, and I just want free entry. Fine. But Bubba was like, why don't you flex that you're on the radio and you do this and that? And sometimes that sort of stuff when I'm like, I'm this person, and you try to flex and name drop and say stuff like that, it makes me uncomfortable sometimes because I don't want to feel like I'm trying to, you know, big time anybody. Of or Expect better service or anything yep, like that. I'm, I'm the same. But I will use that card when I need to in terms of like press passes. But like you said yesterday when we were talking about it, that's who's contacting them for yeah, press they passes. expect that. Is the press. Yeah. So when it's something that's a bit more personal, I feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. about it. But decided, all right, well, you know, I would rather feel a little uncomfortable and send the email than, you know, piss Bubba off by not taking it as advice. Right, because he pretty much demanded you do this. He's like, you better fucking do this, bitch. Yeah. And I went, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So um, I put together a very uh, nice, cordial email. Well, you know it's an important email when what? You put it in as a word doc first. Correct. Check your spelling, check your grammar. <laughs> don't sound like a fucking moron. Yeah, no, because you don't, you don't want to by accident send it in the email and then it's like half a word and yeah. then you look like such an idiot. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, there's a safeguard with that, which is put in the recipient's last. But nevertheless, I like a good word doc. It just makes me yes. feel more comfortable. 
So I put this together in a Word doc. I read it a few times, made sure everything made sense, and um, sent it over. And I didn't hear anything for about 24 hours. And then as we're getting ready for this show, this after show, off the rails, I get an email from said uh, manager that I reached out to. And they said, good morning. I will make the reservation for your small group Saturday at 11 a.m. for eight people inside dining. If you have any questions, please let me know. Best wishes, person. Which is freaking awesome. It sure is. And now you I feel like a bad there, bitch. You're not asking for free drinks. You're not asking nope. for discounts. Nope. Should I read what, what I wrote? Sure. You I, I, yeah. I, th- I think it was, it was, it was nicely yeah. worded, put together, yeah, I mean, orchestrated. But, but yeah, you're asking for a reservation to, so that you can go there and you know, you know, pay, yes. pay for your way. You're not asking for anything free. No, nothing free. Just uh, want to make sure my clients aren't waiting. Yeah, because that's the worst. And then, and then what? Ha- the here's why I don't like that. Because number one, it makes me look like I was too lazy to make a two minute phone call. Sure. It, like I, I don't like that at all. Like mm-hmm. I, I, if I'm taking my time to come out to something, I want the person who organized it to call ahead, of make sure we have a seat, da da da, all this sort of stuff. Because then it's like disrespectful of other people's time. At least that's what it would look like to me. If we walk in and go, oh, I didn't know how to make a reservation. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not that person at all. I used to be. I am not at all anymore. My Like, my dad is shocked to because I used to be, I know this again, I used to be messy. I used to not clean things. I used to right. be disorganized. Now, things better be fucking folded, mm-hmm. wiped down. Everything's ready the next day. And it's just a better, just, mm, just makes my soul happy when things are just organized and put together and sure. just so, just. I like it. I really freaking like it. So, uh, yesterday I wrote this email. I said, hello, my name is Anna Hummel, and I am a co-host on the Bubba Love Sponge Show, an all-talk radio show, because maybe some people don't know, even though they should. We broadcast locally, and we're syndicated in six markets nationwide. I've organized a birthday brunch at your restaurant for one of our girls associated with our show. I called a few days ago to make a reservation, but was informed that you do not accept reservations during brunch hours. I've invited some important clients that are driving from Fort Myers and Ocala, and I was wondering if you could make an exception and allow us to book a reservation. I wouldn't want them to drive all this way to wait an hour for a table. I would love to promote your establishment on our show and talk about the great experience we had and the fantastic service we received. Our personal lives are the primary focus of our show content. I am not, this was bold and capitalized, asking for a discount or anything for free. It would just be incredibly helpful if we could just book a reservation at your restaurant this Saturday at 11 a.m. We are expecting eight people. Thank you for your time and consideration. Cheers. Me. So. That's awesome. I thought that was, uh, I thought that was great. And it was a good little experiment to see, you know. Put some feelers out there. Now, uh, what else can I get? <laughs> uh oh. Ooh, I made a reservation, bitches. I know. I know. <laughs> no, but that is cool to uh, subvert the rules. <clears throat> and much like my father taught me, you thought taught me a few different things. Then the, the the best thing that my father and mother, but really my dad, because my dad would like threaten us with physical violence if we uh, didn't have manners. Sure. You know, as as he should. Yeah. You know, if I'd walk out of a car, because I, I I don't know if it's the same. With kids these days, because, you know, it seems like everybody's raping kids. Everyone's, like, trying to fuck a kid. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, there was a little bit of that, but it wasn't, like, a significant fear of, like, other parents and stuff. Right. But I would do a lot of carpooling. Mm-hmm. 
gas was maybe 190 at the time when I'm in sixth, seventh grade. But, you know, parents, it's a lot easier on the parents when they don't have to drive the kid to school every day and you have a neighbor who's going to the same place. <clears throat> See, carpool. That was a big thing. Carpooling. So um, if I would, like, jump out of a minivan and not say thank you to the mom or dad that picked me up, like, my dad would fucking yoke my ass up and As be like, should. what the fuck do you, uh, thank you, please, sorry. Yeah. Like, now, so I learned that at a very young age that you always say please, you always say thank you, you acknowledge people, and you appreciate people for what they do. Mm-hmm. And my dad, and I'm the same way. You know, I've said to people, I didn't hear a thank you. And it, you know, it bothers me, even though it may have been said, but maybe I just didn't sure. hear. Um, but yeah, so my dad was the same way where if he didn't hear a thank you from a friend of mine, he would say, I never want that. I'm never picking that person up from school again. Mm-hmm. They have no manners and they don't appreciate anything that people do for them. Mm-hmm. So I, I've, I do not want to pick up that friend anymore. Because they're unappreciative. So that is just something that was drilled into me as a, as a child. But the second thing my dad taught me is like everything's negotiable. Yes. Like there's no real rules ever, 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 ever. Even when you see it's in writing and it's law and it's legal, it's like, please. You talk to people you know sure. around town and people can fix things for you, you know. Mm-hmm. So everything's negotiable. Now, obviously, this is just like a no reservation policy. Like, please cares but still it just uh it shows you that um everything's negotiable yep <clears throat> i had a situation about five years ago where i got it wouldn't be robbed i was burglarized twice okay um it, what happened was i was living with chinese refugees this is where it went wrong when i first moved to florida i didn't know anybody and so i met a person on craigslist <clears throat> and they ended up backing out about a week before i was supposed to leave michigan and I went, oh, shit. And I was supposed to live with this girl. She was, like, from, I think she was probably from Ohio or the Midwest or something. Not Reagan, but a different girl. And she ended up backing out on me. And so I really had to rush and try to find a roommate within days. And I found this girl who was from China. And she was Chinese, like, barely spoke English. And she needed a place because she had a seventh-month visa to work at some place in St. Pete. Okay, <clears throat> you will do. So they were only on seven-month uh, visas, so they only want to do seven-month leases, which mm-hmm. understandably so, but, you know, as someone who was desperate in that moment, I was like, "What? Uh, yes, I'll say yes to anything. It doesn't matter. And seven-month leases also cost more, usually. Mm-hmm. They do, but, you know, I was tr- sh- trying to negotiate with her. She was trying to negotiate with me, and I needed something quickly, so I was like, yeah, no problem. So I ended up living with not one, not two, but three different Chinese refugees. They weren't refugees, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And um, to save money, one of the times we actually moved to a place that was a lot cheaper was probably about five minutes from where I'm living now, but it was in the hood. Yep. And so we were on the bottom floor on the corner and we had a few neighbors that, I don't know, maybe were uh, drug addicts. And we got- burglarized twice they knew our cars our work schedules everything because they lived there Mm -hmm. and the first time a bunch of my roommate shit got stolen and then the second time um they took more of her stuff in addition to a bag of mine which wouldn't have been a big deal there was like a mic in there and stuff but the main issue was they took something that had my passport in it which was completely useless to them sure but i was going to south africa i was like whatever long story short it was just a big fucking mess but anywho um Ooh, where was it going with this? 
uh, about the, how you can get what you want because you delete, yes, delete, delete. yes. So they, I, I reached out to the front office and I said, "Hey, we can't live here no mo. We've been burglarized twice. You didn't do anything the first time. We reported it to you the first time and the second time. Mm-hmm. You didn't do anything. You didn't add security. You didn't add cameras. You didn't even give us like bars to put on our window. You were absolutely and completely, utterly fucking useless." And they said, well, if you'd like to terminate the lease, it's whatever, three grand. Or you could finish out your lease, which is about three grand. So either way, you're three grand in the fucking hole, bitch, is right. basically what they said to me. Yep. So pick your poison. What do you want to do? Well, I'm obviously not going to pay for two rents. That's not going to happen because I'm not going to leave a place and then find a new place and pay for both. That's insane. I do not. I don't feel comfortable staying here, so I can't live here anymore. What should I do? So I'm like, okay, well, um, my dad told me that everything is negotiable, so now I'm going to make your life a living hell until I get what I want. So I was calling, calling incessantly, but calling is like, they can still kind of shoo you away. Sure. But then when you start showing up in person, this is when I started making moves, showing up every day or every other day in person, wanting to talk to the associates and the managers they would kind of be like, oh, the manager's not here. She's, you know, come, whatever. And they knew Avi's on a tight schedule, so she's probably there, but they're mm-hmm. like, whatever. So one day I walk in, and they're showing people around the facility, and obviously the people that work there get commission on how many, you know, new tenants they can get. And I started telling the tenants in front of everybody, hey, don't live here. They don't take care of anything. <laughs> I was just robbed twice, like whatever. And they're like, sure. what the hell? They immediately escort me back to the room where the, uh, she looked like a madam, where she was, <laughs> she was the manager, but she was the madam, and she had a can I speak to the manager haircut, too, so she meant fucking business. Yeah. It's amazing how the manager magically shows up when things happen. Right. So she's like, well, wh- what do you, what do you want? And I go, I want you to terminate my lease, and I'm not paying for it to terminate it. I do not feel safe here. This isn't that I don't like the wallpaper. I don't feel safe here. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, burglarized twice. You haven't done shit about it. And I said, I will. And that's when I started flexing my radio muscles, sure. even though I was like a phone screen or some shit. Right. Just like, I'm going to tell everybody how horrible this place is to live. And I'm allowed to do that. It's not slander or libel because it's truth. Ho. Mm-hmm. Maybe I left out the ho. And she said, okay. And I think like the next day or something, I got a call that said, hey, if you're just be out by the end of the month, which was like two weeks. Yeah. And I was going to I was going to be in South Africa anyways. Um, Be out by the end of the month. You'll just get a water bill, obviously, for the water that you used. But we won't charge you for lease termination and we won't charge you for the rest of your lease. Like you're done. And when someone calls you on the phone and tells you that you say, I want that in writing. Of course. Bitch. Because my dad also told me that, too. He said, if you're talking shit, never write it. Don't write anything. Mm-hmm. You can say it because you can always fucking deny it. Mm-hmm. Plausible deniability. Dad, I love you. Plausible deniability was one of the most important things you, t- you told me. You said, talk as much shit as you want. Don't fucking write it down. Nope. Don't write letters. Don't write emails. Just talk shit. No voicemails. No voicemails, nothing. If you want to say something, whisper it in someone's ear. Because then when they say, hey, this person, no, I didn't. Yep. Fucking prove it. So um, I said, I want that in writing. Uh, send me an email with like the, you know, the letterhead and everything so I can prove that you, 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 said, you, you said this. Because the last thing is that I want is them to call me. Yeah, you're fine. And then you don't pay and then they take you to collections. Or... Sure. Well, we never said that. <clears throat> we never said that. Prove it, bitch. God damn it. Yeah, the thing you signed says you're going to pay. Right. So I got, the, uh, I got the email and with the professional, you know, 
what, what do you call it? The header, the whatever, letterhead on it. Um, and I was out and I was uh, free to do whatever I want. And I think the next day I was on a plane to Africa. So that that's was a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where I went. And it was so funny because I would tell people I was going to South Africa and they'd be like, oh, to help kids. I'm like, fuck no. Mm-hmm. I'm going to climb Table Mountain and go to a wedding in a winery. I'm going to go there and hopefully not get carjacked. <laughs> yeah. And holy shit. I mean, you got to think about it. Like apartheid ended in 94. I went in 2017. So you're about 23 years out. Mm-hmm. And if you can imagine like a little different because, you know, they weren't slaves, but they were treated very poorly. Um you know, 23 years out of the Civil War, shit looked a lot different. A little bit. <laughs> so you go over there and you're like, whoa. And I remember I ran into this guy who was from California, but he was black. Okay. And he was like, what the hell is it like? Well, this is out of, this is insane. Right. You know, and it, it was funny because it's like you get a lot of perspective and he did as well, especially as like a black guy, American sure. guy. Um, you know, the looks that he would get, like, not that pe- black people weren't allowed in certain places, but, you know, that no one thinks twice when they see, a, you know, a black guy go into a nice restaurant. Who cares? Mm-hmm. But over there, it was like, what? And so um, I think he had an, a new appre- appreciation for America right. and the progress that, that we've made and how things are a lot worse over there. Um, and it, it's really bad. And now it's bad in a, in a different sort of way where, you know, they're terrorizing like white people and white yeah. farmers and a yeah, lot of yeah. people left a lot of my dad's family you know my dad's from south africa he he left in the 70s but a lot of his family left in the you know 80s and 90s thereafter mm. especially the 90s that's when you know shit was really starting to hit the fan um and a lot of people left so uh we will take a little bit of a break and we will be back shortly because we needed this for editing purposes but stick with us we'll be right back Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with an eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts that you need at the prices that you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply have you ever thought about why your wireless bill is so damn expensive it's all just radio waves how much can a radio wave really cost Seems like wireless got together and decided, I don't know, 100 bucks a month or so. I think the people will buy it. What choice are they going to have? Now, thanks to Mint Mobile, you're going to have a choice, my friend. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at $15 a month. That's unlimited talk and text for only $15 a month. Mint Mobile's service in comparison to the big providers are is just as crystal clear and just as good. You're just saving a lot of money. For anybody who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for only $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Choose from three, six, or 12-month plans and say goodbye to that monthly phone bill. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a whole entire family and at mint family start at two lines use your own phone with any mint mobile plan and keep your same number along with all your existing contacts 
Switch to Mint Mobile and get your first three months of premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, you got to go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is it weird that I'm craving some bad weather? No, I always do. Why is that? I like hurricanes. I just, sometimes you just want some rain, you know? it's awesome. People... Sometimes I think that, like, am I a, a like a sadist or a masochist? Masochist, rather, where I'm like, I just want to be trapped in my home where it's all nice and warm and you don't have to do anything. I think it also is um, in correlation when I'm laying eggs. I just want to be a homebody more so than when I'm not laying eggs. You know, and I'm about to start laying some some eggs. Uterine lining will be probably shedding. just one. Yeah, maybe just one. It is disgusting, though. 81390Bubba, uh, yesterday... What? Making noise? No. Oh. Is that what you're doing? No. Oh, okay. Uh, yesterday was a great day, I think. And it's funny because most of the time you'll have, you know, uh, an average day, obviously. But sometimes when the day starts rough, it's really hard to turn the day around. Mm-hmm. But yesterday was... That happened. Usually, it's it's the opposite. You may be having a great day, and then some shit hits the fan, and then you then you, you're all spun out. You can't get out of it. Also, before I forget, I didn't want to mention this. Big Red, what a guy! Contributed uh, some dollars to the Reagan oh, brunch cool. fund, um, which I, I I just made up. But he he did he did uh, throw some money for the tab. So thank you, Big Red. Awesome. Uh, the Bubba Army, and especially like royalty, like. Mm-hmm. You know, Big Red and stuff really surprised me. Just their loyalty and generosity. And, you know, I see Curiatine Travis helping out, fixing something, and Big Red's by, coming by. And, mm-hmm. you know, even like you and Lummy and Iggy and, and you know, Hootie, despite everyone's better judgment. But all these people that come and help out and the, and the Nash brothers and everything like that, yeah. I'm just blown away by your your generosity. And you, and and more so than the money that you spend, but the, the time that you put into exactly. Us and the operation in Bubba, so very much appreciated. Very, very humbling. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, back to bad weather. <clears throat> I I really w- have been craving some bad weather, but not for brunch. Brunch is for sunshine and sundresses and things like that. But that's okay. Where that's that's going to be just fine. Off said in the channel that she loves it when it rains. Yes, and you don't feel guilty about doing nothing. Exactly. That. Thank you. Yes. She nailed it. That's what it is. Because when it's sunny out, and this happens to us frequently, mm-hmm. we'll be like, man, I just want to stay in all day. And then it's like perfect fucking yeah. 75 degree low humidity, not a cloud in the sky weather. We're like, well, shit, now we have to we go do something. We have some- to go do something. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, God damn it. I don't want to do anything. I want to sit yeah. inside on my fat ass, my fat, juicy, glorious ass and do nothing. Wow. Self-proclaimed. But. No. <laughs> but we have to. But when it's nice weather, you you owe it to God to go out and and do something. 
Because you're not not every day is like weather perfection. No. Some days are too fucking hot. And say, some days get, are And it's going to start getting hot. So it's like we need to enjoy these days while we have them. Exactly. So sometimes that is uh, uh, you feel burdened by the good weather to go out and mm. be productive. But um, some bad weather is on its way, which I'm kind of excited about. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was weird. Um, I kind of want to get into Westworld. I know I, I proposed it to you during the break between shows. Yes. And you're considering it. I'll look into it. Because I am I made it into, and when Bubba asked me, like, why did you drop off? I think the answer was I would watch it after work, like mm-hmm. at one in the morning or whatever, when I used to work at the Bone. And I wanted to just something to kind of detox, like my yeah. mind and everything. And you can't really just decompress. relax. Yeah, I can't decompress and watch Westworld because, number one, you have to really pay attention. And number two, there's some, like, real deep themes in terms of, you know, what is consciousness? And, sure. you know, do we have to consider a robot's feelings and where we're headed in the digital age? And not really stuff you can just sit back and just mindlessly, you know, gawk at. Sure. And you asked me and I said, well, let me look into it because... It's a commitment. Four seasons is a co- yes. like, That's a lot of time. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? I'll look. If it looks like I'm, I'm interested, I'll, I'll at least try it. Yeah. If not, like, I don't even want to waste my time. Right. And the way that I watch anything is... Oh, my God. ...annoying. Because I, if I miss a sentence or I miss something, rewind Willie. Re- rewind Willie. Re- oh, rewind Willie. Yeah. It's... And I, but I warned you. I said, I'm really annoying. Um, and you my OCD... Hey, guess what? You're right. I am very annoying. It's in my blood. I can't help it. I can't do anything about it. I mean, I could, but I'm, I'm not gonna. You've really helped me just kind of lean into my weirdness. And I feel like it's kind of your fault because <laughs> you used to, and you still do, you embrace it. Of course. But I don't think you know the depths of it. Yeah, I do. So you're like, well, yeah, you do. You know most of it. Yeah. But I feel like when you kind of, you're like, oh, a little quirkiness is cute. And then when you like really let it all out, you're like, whoa. I didn't know all that was there. Shit. I mean. Yeah, but you're still, I mean, you still, you know, you deal with it. Yeah. I feel like Blitz is very, very easygoing in in most ways. Mm -hmm. You know, and then when stuff that he knows about and wants to do, like with the air show, like you knew everywhere to go and what to do and you're very specific about it. But like, I wasn't going to contest it. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Mm -hmm. Like most things. But. With me, I'm like super particular about some stuff, but also really fucking chill on a lot of stuff as well. It just kind of depends what it is. Would you say yeah, that's pr- probably ac- yeah, accurate? Yeah. If there's like there's a few things where it's like it has to be a certain ways, like or I get perturbed easily. Yes, but like for everything else, whatever. Because mm-hmm. like you know we'll be hanging out at my house or something. And, like you'll spill something or like want to throw something away, and you're like, are you sure it's okay? I'm like well, I don't doesn't bother me. Well, yeah. You, Take whatever you want, like use whatever. I don't, I don't care. Doesn't, yeah. Doesn't bother me. You're very, that. very, very easygoing about stuff yeah. like that, which is nice. And it's, yeah. But I would feel, I feel like we're both easygoing with, mm-hmm. with most things. Pretty yeah. chill. I'm a very, now let me ask you this. I'm not going to ask you, you know, am I the hottest, this, best, that, you know, girl in your life. Would you say I'm the uh, lowest maintenance girl you've been with? Or does it get lower than this? Because I'm. I mean, look at me. It depends I look on homeless. You, it depends on what you call low maintenance. Uh, how are we defining low maintenance? That's what I'm asking you. Okay. Um, I guess I am particular in some ways in terms of specific, like I like my food a certain way. I'm very yeah. inter- intermittent fasty, mm-hmm. as uh, 
as Lomi would say, in certain ways where I'm particular about like my food and yeah. shit like that. But in terms of like obviously material things. Oh, well, as far as that goes, yeah. I'm like no maintenance. Right. Like I'm not even low maintenance. I'm like whatever. Right. I don't give a fuck. I don't care about the car. Sure. But you'll I don't be care like, about the you'll clothes. Be like, hey, <laughs> you'd be like, hey, chilling and like, you know, we'll go to the gym later. We'll go in a little bit. No big deal. La da da. We gotta go now. I get I get to a certain point where I'm like either very. It's mostly when I'm hungry. Like yesterday, mm-hmm. I was I was very hungry at the gym. We had a great workout. Went to uh the gym in Tampa, which is. Full of young hot coeds, a lot of guys on uh, steroids, and a lot yeah, of oh yeah. hot women with fake tits. Mm-hmm. And you know, I noticed some things about the the women that have the tattoos at the gym that that you frequent. Some of them are a lot of tattoos. Every time I'm there, I see someone with tattoos that's not like a girl, even with a sleeve. I mean, right. I don't know if you saw the girl yesterday that had the full leg sleeve. From ankle to uh, the top of her thigh. And she was wearing shorts so I could see no, everything. I didn't, didn't notice that one. And it wasn't even just like, like what's the typical ink? Is it like black or like a dark green? I don't know. Like yeah. Black, I guess. Yeah. It, it appears different on different. Sometimes, and I don't know if this is, I don't know anything about tattoos. So I'll say that for the record. But I feel like at least the tattoos I, I see that were done like 20 years ago. They, like if you like on an older guy, you know, say like not right. older, like sixty years old, it it looks almost green. Yeah, they're they're like army green. They're like yes. they originally start off as black and they kind of fade it out and turn to green. Yeah, yeah like I'm thinking yeah. about you know the guy who rides a Harley and he's or got like all the old, these like old military tattoos. They, yes. like, they turn green. They turn green, and I'm like, did you get him army green or did they did the sun green him out? I don't really know. I'm sure there's people in chat being like, it's like this idiot, but yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know anything about. A tattoos but now it seems like a lot of people are getting tattoos with colored ink bright colors oh like yeah like bright art. blues and pink and yes. orange and reds and mm-hmm. uh, and again i know that this is an argument that's often made when talking about tattoos is oh, they're cute now but how are you gonna feel about them in 20 years mm-hmm. mur, mur, mur. but especially when you're going like hardcore rave colors oh yeah neon blues and greens and yellows and that's what i saw from this girl yesterday is where, and I remember someone brought this up to me once where it was this girl I went to grad school with. She was a fucking, ended up being a fucking bitch, but that's okay. That's besides the point. But I remember she got a few tattoos and she said she didn't want to get so many that she f- would feel like she w- wouldn't be able to be naked anymore. Okay. And I was, I kind of was like, huh? And she goes, yeah, you know those people that have so many tattoos, it seems like they are, they can't even be naked anymore. And I kind of thought about it. And I'm like, that kind of makes sense. Like if you think about like, Travis Barker, yeah, the one that's with Kourtney Kardashian now, the Blink-182 guy, the drummer, mm-hmm. has like tattoos like in every Yeah, you could take space. your clothes off, but you're still full of tattoos. You, st- you don't, never look like you're naked because you're just so tatted up. I see that look more and more, and it, you know, not for me, but whatever. But this yeah, girl I don't, I, I don't care what anyone else does. Right. But I worry about your future self. Like, yeah. I'm always very confused. I'm always very concerned about my future self. Like, you know, how am I going to feel in the morning? And, and something as simple as like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow morning. And then I go, 
how is 5 a.m. Anna going to feel about that? Exactly. She's going to be a little annoyed with, uh, you know, night before Anna for not getting it done. And I go, all right, I'll do it. Like, I'll prep the coffee or I'll pack a bag or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just make sure everything is done. And then in the morning, I'm like, 5 a.m. Anna is so grateful that, you know, 11 p.m. Anna the night before decided to not be a lazy cunt and get it done. Right. So in terms of, like, that level of, like, detail... Thinking about on a 20 years down the road, I don't know who the fuck I'm going to be or what I'm going to like or what my interests are. There'll probably be some overlap with who I am now, but there's certainly going to be a lot of differences. Yeah. Because think about who you were 20 years ago from now when you were 21 and I was, you know, four. I mean, it's crazy. Just the difference. What? Did you get bad at math recently <laughs> or something? Yes. Oh. Um But you change a lot. And I feel like people underestimate the amount that they do actually change. So I feel like when people do crazy things, like get a body full of tattoos, I'm like, you're gonna, like, you're you're cute now because you're 19, but mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna like this when you're 45. I don't know, but yeah, there was a girl at the gym. I, I don't know if you saw her, but she just no, had a lot, so. a lot of tattoos. But there are there's a lot of um, a lot of pretty women there at the and and they're like women barely, if you know what I mean. Why do you think I went there? Of course, of course, and it seems like. And I'm understanding where you're coming from. This is much less the case at my gym. My gym, there's a lot of elderly people, which I like, a lot less competition. It's more of a relaxed feel okay. at um, where I go to the gym. Where Blitz goes to the gym is a club during the day, Isn't like it? a nightclub during the day. It really is. Girls have full, I think they call it like full beat, you know? I think that's like a cool term. Oh, I'm such a fucking boomer right now. Like full face of makeup sort of thing. Yeah. They do not have their hair pulled back, which it it blows my mind. If you're a, a woman with like long hair and you're at the gym, it should not be down. Like I would be, I would be yelling at people that you're not there to work out if your hair is down. You know, you're there to fuck around. Put sure. the hair back in some capacity because it's getting in your face and you're constantly checking it. Just fucking put it back and get the workout in. But I, I definitely see a lot of women and they have these um, very sexy proportions. You know, they make sure they got the tight leggings and it cinches oh, in yeah. their waist and they got the big tits and the fucking sports bra or not really sports bra. and Barely covering. Yes. And it just seems like it's the, the I feel, you know, when you feel the hormones, the sex hormones are mm-hmm. high. Mm-hmm. I feel like the testosterone is high and like the women, the girls, like they just are there because it's just they're oh, yeah. trying to prime to fuck sort mm-hmm. of a thing. And I remember thinking, like, that would be, like, I would love to have worked at a gym like that when I was, you know, 20 or something like sure. that. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I, I didn't. I the, the turnover at that gym as far as people that work there is ridiculous. Because, like, I see. Really? Oh, like, there's a couple. Different faces every day. Yeah. Like, I, there's a couple of guys that, like, I've seen work there for a while now. Mm-hmm. But, like, literally, like, almost every time I go there, I'm like. Why? You're, you're Why somebody, do you think that is? Well, uh, who knows? But like, I literally like I see new people all the time. That's interesting because I would think that you know it would be high, but not that high because listen, you got free gym access. Mm-hmm. You're at a cool gym in a cool place in a new facility. There's hot people. You'd think that you would want to uh, stick around for a while. You would think so. When I worked at a gym, um, people were uh, shitting in the towel bin because they were disgruntled. Oh, they were. I had to make a few phone calls to maintenance and the janitor because a old uh, Asian woman decided she wanted to go swimming in the pool with her clothes right. on. People farting the place up. Farting the place up. Um, I had a complaint one time that, and it was basically the same woman every every time. Her name was Shirley. She 
Um, I think she was from China, and she'd been here a, a while, and she was a sassy bitch. Mm. And she was in probably about 75, 77 range, and she'd come in with uh, just different color hair, like metallic red, you know, didn't give a fuck. Um, she would give me a lot of advice. and like some, some of it wasn't advice. Some of it was just insults, but she would say it was, she would, she would like preface it as advice. She's like, let me tell you something. And I'd be like, what? And she goes, uh, I heard you, you have a birthday coming up. It was right before my 25th birthday. She goes, you better get married before you turn 25. Cause otherwise you're just, you're an, you're an old maid and, and, um, used up goods. And I said, surely I'm going to be, I'm going to be 25 on Monday. She goes, well, you better fucking hurry up. Did, uh, she's yeah. the one that said to date short guys, I believe. Uh, yes, she did. Why did why did she say that they short she, guys? She told me in a public setting that you should be with short guys, and I said, "Surely I don't. I'm not very much attracted to short men." And she said, "Well, let me tell you why." She said, "Because when they're uh, fucking you, they can also suck on your titties." <laughs> I said, "Excuse me." She said, "You heard me." And then she would she would come in for. I mean, she was a an in, very interesting woman, you know. Um, like lived through communism, but right. here just she was just trying to fuck shit up. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she would come in in the morning, and she would bring like a, a like a rolly luggage suitcase. Okay. I'm like what did what's this? And then you know I wouldn't see her for the entire day, and then eight p.m. would roll around, and she'd just roll her ass back out. Just I'm like, is someone dropping you? Is this day. daycare? What yeah. is this? But I would have very um, lots of complaints about Shirley. She was an amazing amazing woman she would give me advice about things like you know sex and stuff and she would jump in the pool with her clothes on and she would um one time i got a complaint that she was blow drying her pubes with the uh the hair dryer that we had in the women's oh. locker room I mean, and it was like a bougie fucking gym like right. it wasn't like a uh no offense like in any time or a, or even a crunch like it was beyond that you mm -hmm. know because they had all these different vet like uh, businesses within the gym you know, you get like like facials, but it was like different. Okay. Um, not contractors, but people that would just like they come in and like just do business. Sure. They would like rent a space within the gym. Okay. If that makes sense. And people would just come in and go directly to the chiropractor and not even be a member of the okay. gym. <clears throat> and um, she said some choice uh racist things to black people. Oh. We had a guy named Ben who was a sales associate, and he was showing a very lovely black couple around the facility hey this is the cycling room and i mean we had boxing we had muay thai we had you know uh yoga we had sure. all of the things mm -hmm. and apparently we're doing this tour they were doing this tour i wasn't there and um shirley comes up to ben who is white and this black couple and she informs them you probably want to know where the zumba classes are what the Zumba classes are in that aerobics room. They're actually doing Zumba right now. You probably know what is Zumba. You're probably interested in Zumba. And Ben is like, what in the actual fuck is yeah, going on? No shit. Um, and he came up and he told me the story. I'm like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. He's like, no. Shirley is out of control. Now, thankfully, she was Asian. So there was like, you know, not... White people are, you know, they pin as the devil, but this was a little helpful that she was also a minority mm -hmm. herself, although not that black. Um, there were also people who just started shitting in the towel bins. Like, there's all these behind-the-scenes things that were happening in this big, bougie gym. And that's the kind of gym that I were. That's where I belonged. I didn't belong in a 
You I know, like my gym. At a gym like yours, where there was like hot young people. I belonged with elderly people that would tell me I'm, you know, an old bag of bones or tell me to date short guys because they can fuck you and suck on your nipples. Now, do the other people mm-hmm. around you change the way you work out? In terms of if I can't use a machine, yeah, well, but duh. but what do you mean? Like, would you would you work? Would you lift harder at a gym that has a bunch of hot people versus like a bunch of old bags? Uh, yes, it's a different energy when okay. you walk in. Like when I walk into your gym, like I'm invigorated. Mm-hmm. Like I see a bunch of people who look good and they're working out and they're, you know, the I'm music, like, let's the music's go- pumping. Music's pumping. I'm like, let's fucking go. Versus, I'm at a quiet gym mm-hmm. or I'm at my apartment gym and it's just me doing my thing. Sure, it's hard. Vibes are are something. You obviously can put a price on, but for sake of this argument, you can't put a price on. Right. Like, going to your gym is sometimes annoying because it's always busy, mm-hmm. although yesterday was fine. It was good, yeah. <clears throat> but nine times out of ten that I've been to your gym, it's fucking busy, even mm-hmm. when it's like, I'm thinking Sunday afternoon at like 3 p.m., it's going to be fine. Yeah, packed. Packed. And I'm like, what the fuck? And this is during, I think, even like football season. I don't even think the, the Super Bowl happened yet. So I'm mm-hmm. like, are you? football what are you doing here well that, and it, my gym has like tv screens everywhere but they're not placed well at all and like i don't even notice them if you look up there's tv there's like probably 40 tv screens in I that th- place i think you're right but i never even they're look placed at horribly like half yeah. of them are like facing out like to the outside and like the other ones are right above the machines that so you, you have you, to like look up yeah yeah you're right yeah they're, pl- they're horribly placed but, but that's really funny because i've been on the treadmills a few times and usually when i'm at my gym i'm looking at the tv the, the, so the the only time that they're somewhat placed okay is for the for the treadmill, but even then you have to like kind of look. No, you do have up. to look up because I remember I was uh, running a few times and I mm-hmm. never looked at the TV. I'm always like, you know, mostly yeah. looking at the girls. Like, yeah. is she hotter than me? And I'm, you just have a perfect view of the the gym. Yes. yes. So you're just looking at uh, the other people there, and I'm the type of person where like, if I see a girl who has like a really nice body, I'm I don't initially feel bad about myself. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's fucking awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I want to have uh, whatever her yeah, yeah. butt, or whatever arms, like looking good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like that vibe. I know a lot of people don't, I know a lot of people prefer when no one is at the gym and I, I get that cause you have, you know, you can use the machines more freely, but yeah. also you don't get that fucking energy, that vibe. Mm-hmm. How about you? Cause you go to this gym, which is a vibe, but it seems like you prefer a more low key environment to work out um, of what you've told me when you're like, I like it when no one's there or something. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather have their... I'd rather have it just be like me and like maybe a dozen hot chicks. Right. Me too. And <laughs> I mean, no, I, I like the, that there's like a bunch of people there as long as they're not on the machines and the weights I want to use. Okay. But would you prefer if it was just like you and five people or would you like it kind of like a decent amount a of decent busyness? Am- yeah. I like it when there's like a decent amount. Yesterday was perfect. It was. Yesterday was perfect. Yep. It was great. There was... You know, so not every, it, it, there was plenty of room, but there were people there. One of the other, the, the one by my parents' house that I also use, it's a two-story, but the second story is just like a little, like, ledge balcony, and that's where all the cardio is at. So you go up there, and then you can really view, like, you really see Bird's the whole... Bird's eye view. Oh, yeah. See, that's nice. That's kind of how my gym is, but there's no one to look at. There's no one. I, I did yeah. one time see um, Tony from the Gazelle. I must Tony have, Little. Tony Little, thank you. You can do it. Yep. I remember um seeing him at my gym. I don't want to say exactly where I go, mm-hmm. but it was in St. Pete. And it I must have been in Florida for less than a month. 
And I remember seeing that him, and I used to watch his infomercials because I was big into infomercials as a really? kid. Yes. So I, I was, I crewed on a lot of his infomercials. Did you? Oh yeah. Yeah, I definitely saw them. I was big into the rotisserie one. Rumble Peel. Yes. So I didn't forget it. Yes, I was big into the um, like a lot of the the smooth the smoothie machines where you would have like different color rims. They're like, oh, so the blue okay. ones for Bob and the red ones for Tina. Like, one of the hardest infomercials I crewed on was for a. For a blender, food infomercial. Food infomercials are a pain in the ass. Why? Because you're like, so, so the place I used to work at had two two separate studios. Well, the second studio they rented out just for food prep. Because then Cause, it's like, here's what it looks like prepped. Here's what it is ready. Yeah, like that whole thing. Yeah, so you have to like make each, each meal you're doing. You got to make like ten. Because you have to show one. the different stages of each. That and like you know the when. The for TV when food's done, it's really not cooked and stuff. Like you take a raw piece of steak, and you use special tools to like burn the outsides of it so it looks nice. But like you can't eat any of it because it's not cooked. Why don't they just make it? Because it doesn't look as good. You're mm. doing it for looks, and then there's like special things they can put on to make it look, make it steam in, and do different things. So you like, and then when you're done, you're throwing all this food away, <sighs> like just piles of like expensive steaks and stuff that you can't eat because it's been sitting out for six hours right. and not cooked not cooked by, and handled by god knows how many people yeah and it's and like we had to hire in like three or four like sous chefs basically and all they did was like prep food all day long and i'm running back and prep forth food and, no one w- could eat correct <laughs> wonderful that's my nightmare because i hate wasting food oh it was crazy. the worst but yeah i remember walking into the gym and i'm seeing that guy on and he was on an elliptical as he should be this this little man okay. with the ponytail, the blonde hair. Oh, yeah. And I went, is that the fucking gazelle guy? And why is he not on a gazelle? And I th- I'm like, I fucking I'm like, Tony, Tony Gazelle. Mm-hmm. Looked up where he loves St. Petersburg. I yeah, went, that's the guy. You have? Yeah. How, t- how short is he? Uh, He's not like super short, but he's he's short. Yes. Is he a nice man? Yes. And he developed this technology known as an elliptical gazelle. Mm, sure. Okay. I wonder how I, I want to know. I want to know his story because, like, there there was a there was a time when he was like, like the hot man around here in terms of money and fame yeah. and stuff. I think he. So I think I believe if I have it right, he like invented some stuff way early on. I, I forget what it was, but it was exercise stuff. Yeah, got real big, and then like went through like bankruptcy and was losing it all, and then like invented like the gazelle or whatever it was. It got him back. Being ooh, I being love those big. stories. Yeah. I love good comeback story. We yeah. all do. So, um, yeah, gym vibes. I like it. When we talked about the hot mom on the show during the big show. about The 50-year-old? She was 31. Oh. But it is interesting, and you pointed this out as well, that all of the makeup and the, uh, the breasts and the clothes made her look older, which was odd because usually women do all that stuff to look younger. And mm-hmm. it's funny that you said that because I was thinking the same thing, too, because that's the outfit that's the uniform of someone who's 50 trying to look yes. like they're 30 and she did but she was only 31 i know and i remember seeing uh kylie Je- like there was a picture on like instagram or something of kylie jenner and it's like it's some meme about like you know when your step step mom's about to fuck your dad or something like that and at the time she was like 19 or something but she looked like she was 40 trying mm-hmm. to look 20 mm-hmm. but she was really just 20 like it was it was a weird look now to have a mom that that is that overtly sexual must be uh an interesting experience as a child because it's not like you're they're a bad mom necessarily right, right. they could be a very uh loving and nurturing mom but it's also i was embarrassed by my mom 
enough. Just being a teenager and having a mom, yeah. I'm like, I don't want people to know I have a mom. Of course. Because you're you're weird when you're you're embarrassed yeah, yeah. by everything. Of course. So, and my mom is very attractive, but did not dress like a fucking hoe. Mm-hmm. You know, she she did not call attention to her chest. Right. Um, she's kind of built like me, okay. lit. Um, same stature. She's maybe an inch taller. Okay. Um, but like it's petiter frame. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember just. You know, not just in past relationships, but growing up, people be like, oh, your mom's like really pretty and stuff. But if my mom was really uh, jacking up the jugs and stuff. Right. That would have put me over. Like, I would not have been able to handle that mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. That would have made me very uncomfortable. Was your mom, she she dressed like matronly or did she ever have a, a phase where she was like, I'm wearing leather pants and a tube top? I mean, I don't think it was ever like that. You know, she was like always good looking, like, you know, people comment, but she never like would dress like sexy, you know. Right. And I feel bad saying that because I have many friends now that are mothers. Mm -hmm. Many is strong. I have one or two. (laughs) But for sake of of this show and entertainment purposes, I have many. I have millions of friends that are mothers. Um, no, I have a few, and they, like, I encourage them to not feel like because they're a mom, they can't dress sexy. Sure. You know. And I'm sure my mom, like, with her friends and stuff, dressed yes. more sexy. I just, I didn't see it. Right. And it wasn't like she did it all times. So. Yeah. Who and cares? I, you're right. And I think now it's a lot more acceptable. Like, sure. 40 now is not what 40 was no. 20 years ago mm. or something like that. So, with, like, my friends who are around my age, maybe a little bit older, like, I have... Friends that are mothers that recently got, you know, breast augmentation. Okay. And like Dan was saying, you know, that's yeah. the typical age. I sure. I honestly thought it was his bread and butter was a little bit younger, but it actually makes more sense because they've either come into more money themselves. That's, that's a lot of it, money. Um, or, you know, things are starting to fall and they want to yeah. spruce up. They've had their children. I that's think that's a, a big one. It is. It's like, all right, just mess it up, kids. Suck the titties, stretch yep. the stomach, and then I'm done having kids at 35. Yep. Now I'm going to get all the work done. Yep. That and makes they could, sense. And they could more easily afford it because usually they have better jobs. That and, or you know, more stable. You know, or they've they've finally got the husband and he's sure. got them or whatever the case right. may be. So, um, but it would make me very much uncomfortable if I had a mom who was getting that sort of attention. Now, did this lady that we? Because I, I, I mean, I watch it obviously, but like she was. Not she wasn't like a stripper or anything. She was just no. she just dressed sexy. She dressed sexy, sexy, and she had just like a look about her. And okay. it's funny because like all of the like little things that she does and that women do to maintain or you know uh, just maintenance with their appearance don't really have like isn't really a look in in and of itself. But when it's all combined together. It it can be overboard in that it makes you look plastic. So if you just had air extensions, no problem. Mm-hmm. Or if you just had bre- breast augmentation, no problem. Sure. But if you have like the bleach bond hair and the extensions and the fake eyelashes and the uh, the lips and the breast augmentation mm-hmm. and the fake tan mm-hmm. and the fake this and the fake that and the fake nails and everything together, you look like you're uh, not a human being anymore. And that is a look that I find I I find people who just look like normal humans to just be a bit more attractive in a weird way because it's like you can look at that blonde woman and go she's sexy 
and like hot, but also there's something unappealing about her. I think it's the fact that I'm not trying to say she doesn't look relatable, but she doesn't look like you can, you can really be friends with her for some reason. She doesn't seem like a grounded, warm individual. No, and like the pictures they showed, like the ones where she looked more like normal, she looked way better. Yes, she did. Yeah, she did. So I don't. I think I would have a massive problem if my mom was um was doing that. And I think part of my aversion. I know Bubba rarely mentions it about me getting fake breasts. Um, I yeah, think I don't par- think he's ever. I he mean, like barely talks about it. No, but when he does, I I think my main aversion to that is that I never. Like I didn't grow up with a mom who put that on display. Mm-hmm. And ne- ever use that to to wield attention or to get things from people. And I think like that was my main example. Not that my mom never dressed sex. She always dre- dressed very age appropriate. Yeah. But she dressed good for her body. She didn't dress like have moo-moos and stuff. But you also might feel different if she was doing that since you were born. Correct. So if she was just that's who she was, then I would think, okay, well, that's just how I'm supposed to dress. So, right. I mean, I feel like now my mom is a little bit more put together than me when it comes to how much effort she puts into her looks. Right, right. And I feel like now that she's getting older, she's telling me, you know, I have to do this to maintain and mm-hmm. get my hair dyed because it's gray and straighten it and do this. And so her getting ready process is a lot more extensive than mine. But when she goes out, she looks really good and put together, but mm-hmm. she looks age appropriate. Sure. So I feel like I have i didn't really have any examples of, you know, women close to me or in my family or even friends that were really, you know, that were older than me, say, that were really jacking up the jugs and getting attention that right. way. And that's not how I ever got attention. And I feel like if I started getting that attention, I honestly wouldn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would like it. No, I like getting attention in different ways. We all do. Yeah. You know, but it'd be uncomfortable to you. It would be very uncomfortable Yes, it would be very uncomfortable. I didn't I wouldn't know what to do with it because I don't really have an overtly sexual energy. And I mm-hmm. think that's really what Bubba he understands that that I don't, obviously. But he thinks that somehow that I would somehow change if I got it. And I wouldn't because you wouldn't change my brain, just my tits. So it would just be an awkward person with with big jugs. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's what the world needs right now. Like if you had an Elon Musk with it with big breasts. It would be weird. All right, so um, that's pretty much that. Thank you guys for listening. That's about, what, almost an hour and 15 minutes or something like that. Um, Have fun at your brunch. Thank you. I'm very excited about it. I'm excited to celebrate Reagan's birthday. I love celebrating other people's birthdays way more than my own. Again, mm-hmm. Big Red, thank you so much for contributing to the uh, the birthday fund. He's I'm been ex- in the chat. He said you're welcome. Yeah, that was very sweet of him. I'm excited to see all the ladies tomorrow at brunch. We do have a reservation made, so that's exciting. Oh, yeah. And have a great weekend. Enjoy the uh, rainy weather if you if you live locally. If not, um, have fun. Don't get too drunk. And we will see you on Monday. Thank you, Blitz, for everything. Absolutely. Bye. Bye.